Look, all I wanna do is make the city project. Yeah. Wishing all the old cheese could see me. Nah, nah, yeah. And when you feel something you can't see, but you know it's meant to be, you gon' realize that this is bigger than me, yeah. Another episode of Mad Mondays. My name is Marilyn Chanel and I am your hostess and also the founder of Minorities Who Are Astonishingly Driven Scientists, aka Mad Scientists. And Mad Scientists is a nonprofit organization that aims to serve underrepresented minorities in STEM and teach them that they are graced to dominate stem and today i wanted to discuss a term that is sweeping our generation and that is anxiety so yesterday i heard a girl from my job say this and she said i couldn't do that i have anxiety and i was like I kind of, I shook my head because I I understood where she was coming from. But the thing about this word is a lot of us and myself included may say this term of, I can't do that. I got anxiety or I could never do that. I have anxiety. I couldn't take that chance. I have anxiety or it's hard for me to speak in public. I have anxiety. It's hard for me to talk to new people, make new friends. I have anxiety. It's hard for me to go after the things I'm supposed to go after. I have anxiety. It's hard for me to really live my life to the fullest because I have anxiety. Many people say this. I see it over social media. I hear it. And I wanted to discuss it. And today, what we're talking about, it's not to say that people do not struggle with this because it is real. It is a real thing. And if it wasn't real, I wouldn't even be talking about it. It's not to say that people do not struggle with this. It's not to say that people do not struggle with anxiety. But I want to tell you about someone who can handle the weight of our worries. But before we get into our topic, let's discuss what anxiety is. So, The Google definition from Oxford Languages states that anxiety is a feeling of worry, nervousness, or unease, typically about an imminent event or something that has an uncertain outcome. And the thing about this is that a lot of times we have anxiety And we don't even have 100% control of the outcome. So let me tell you about a personal story. It's something that I was dealing with just last week. So I'm approaching my last semester of college. It, It will start January 2022. So I moved back home during the pandemic. May 2020. 2020. May 2020 was when I moved back home during the pandemic. And we all know about 2020, right? And so when I moved back home, 
I was living two hours away from my college. And so I had to complete all of my classes online. So the thing about next semester is when you are approaching your senior year of college, you cannot, for one, you can't take the classes at another college because a lot of colleges want you to complete your last semester there. And me with the classes I have, next semester I have a lab and two classes, two chemistry classes, and to be honest, it will be best for me and my learning style to be in person. <laughs> Just to say that. It's going to be hard for me to try to do those classes on Zoom. It's hard for me to concentrate and it was just a mess when I was trying to do it on Zoom last semester or last year, I should say. But the thing about this is for my last semester, I would love to be back on campus for me to complete these classes. But as of now, I don't have a place to live in the city that my college is located. And another thing is paying for rent. Oh my gosh, y'all. Paying for rent is expensive. And when I was thinking about this and what my next semester is going to look like, last week I could feel anxiety start to creep in with it saying, it's almost the end of the semester. What are you going to do? The new semester is about to come up. What are you going to do? How are you going to pay for it? What if, what if, what if? And I had these what if scenarios. And for a moment, I had these thoughts run in my head because I really didn't know the answer to these questions. And I want to ask you guys a question. What things have caused you to feel anxious or uneasy lately? And I want you to think about that. We're going to take a quick pause. We have an announcement from minorities who are astonishingly driven scientists, aka mad scientists. Mad scientists will be partnering with See More to Life to have a chemistry study group. So if you know of any high school students who are feeling unanxious or un a little anxious or uneasy about chemistry, <laughs> they are open to joining our virtual chemistry study group. This will take place November the 16th at 6 o'clock p.m. And we will be talking about compounds and how to identify compounds and how to name them as well. So if you know of anybody or if you are a high school student who is looking to attend our chemistry study group, it is virtual and you can get the link in our show notes to register and get the Zoom link. It is open to anybody anywhere with Internet access. So let's get back into the episode. So my question was to you, what things have caused you to feel anxious or uneasy lately? One thing about this thing called life is that as we go through life, we are always going to be faced with what's next. You don't like to be honest, a lot of us, sometimes you don't know what's next after you graduate. And that can be from college. Sometimes you could feel the pressure of not 
not knowing whether you want to go to college or whether you should go to college or whether you should just go into the workforce. And for some people who do go to college, you don't know what's next after you graduate from college. Should you go to grad school? Should you go to med school? Should you just go straight into the workforce as well? Should you go to the... And for people coming out of high school or even coming out of college, should you go into the military? Sometimes you're faced with what's what's next financially. You don't know how are you going to have your tuition paid? How are you going to pay your rent? How are you going to pay your car note? How are you going to pay for daily living? Some, Some people don't know what's next and where their next meal is coming from. And sometimes it could be the very people you sit next to in class. It could be the people you work with. Sometimes even them, even if they're smiling and they're laughing and they seem to have life all figured out, even some people, even those people, they still may not know where their next meal is coming from. And another thing that we could have a little bit of uneasiness about, and that is work. Sometimes we don't know where we're going to work. Sometimes we don't know maybe if we should quit our job. Should, should we go somewhere somewhere else? And sometimes we don't know where what our income is going to be, where our income is going to come from. And sometimes that makes us feel uneasy and we're faced with that part of life. Although we're human, anxious thoughts are going to creep in. But we do not want that to be a state that we live in. So let me tell you something. So I want to read a verse from the Bible. And in this, it, well, it's actually three verses, right? So it's in this reading, we have Paul in the Bible, who is an apostle. And Paul is speaking to the people in Philippi. He's teaching them how to live in peace and how to rely on God for their peace. And so I'm going to be reading Philippians 4, verses 6 through 7. I'm going to read that first. I'm going to be reading from the New International Version. And in this, it says, do not be anxious about anything. But in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Now, let me read you another translation, because I feel like this translation is a little bit more in-depth. And this is going to be the Amplified version. So this is going to be Philippians 4, verses 6 through 7, again, in the Amplified version. So this one, this version says, do not be anxious or worried about anything, but in everything, every circumstance and situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, Continue to make your specific requests known to God. And the peace of God, that peace which reassures the heart, that peace which transcends all understanding, that peace which stands guard over your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus is yours. And what what I what I got from this when I was reading it is that you can give up your anxiety and anxious thoughts and God will exchange it for peace. So this tells me that God cares about the way that we think. He cares about the things that keep us up at night. 
He cares about the things that make us anxious, which is why Paul says, present your request to God and he will give you a peace that surpasses our understanding. And it, tell, it tells me that even in my situation of not knowing what the next step looks like, that I can still present my request to God and tell him exactly what I think and exactly how I feel and say, God, from this, I'm expecting peace because that's what your word says. And that's what I did. As anxiety started to creep in, I started praying about it. And I started pouring my heart out about my financial concerns, about my residential concerns, about my academic concerns. I started pouring this thing out because if if that's what it takes in order for me to receive peace, I'll rather just pour it all out, present my request to God and say, now I from this, I'm expecting to have peace about this situation. And in this moment, I started to remind myself that it would all work out. And lastly, I want to read the, the, the last portion of this verse that really connects to what we read previously. And that's Philippians 4, verse 8. And it says, Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, (laughs) whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. And this is verse nine. Whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put it into practice, and the God of peace will be with you. I had to set my mind on how things have worked out in the past. Which means that I had to set my mind above what I'm anxious about. I had to set my mind on something greater than me being worried. I had to set my mind on the good that has happened and how things have always worked out. One person that I listen to faithfully is Tatum Tamia on the Blessed and Basta podcast. And she always speaks of keeping a track record of everything God has done. And I encourage you to do the exact same thing. We may have some people here who don't believe in God. And I encourage you too to keep a track record of all the things that have worked out in your life. If you are listening to this podcast, that means that you have made it through some things in order to get here to this moment. Today, you've made it through something. It doesn't matter how small, how, how big it was, you made it through something. So you have something to put on your roster that has worked out for you. Even if you were hungry, somebody gave you a meal and it was just like a random person walked up to you and say, hey, let me buy you a meal. Whatever it is that you want to put on your roster, put it down so you can keep a track record of how of how things have always worked out or how God has moved in your life 
at times where you least expected it. And so in this moment, or in that moment, and even still continue, I'm still continuing to live this right now is I had to remind myself that God has never failed me. Never. So I should not worry. He has not failed me yet. And he won't. So there should not be a reason for me to worry. It is all going to work out. I replayed times where God has worked it out. And during the pen, and this is a little snippet of my list. Just so you have a little insight of the things that I put on my track record. During the pandemic where I couldn't work to pay for for the last month's rent, God provided a way for my rent to be paid. I had food during the pandemic. And y'all, I did not have a car to drive and get food. And we were locked up, but I still had food to eat. This semester, my tuition was paid. I looked back at my account and it was zero. God has came through and he has really put me in positions this year to receive money. And I and I and I really had to start thinking about this, not just the financial situations, but the finan- but the situations where I had the opportunity to eat, but that I had the opportunity to have a roof over my head. And I listed these things because when I set my mind on things like this, it really helped me to ease the anxious feeling that I had of, well, what if it doesn't work out? What if I don't have this? Or what if, what if, what if, what if like what all, all of these what ifs I had, I had to realize that by the list that I made, I haven't been failed before. So why am I expecting to be failed now? Like I said, if you're listening to this podcast today, I know you overcame some things. Like nothing is too big or too small. Somebody blessed you with 50 cent. (laughs) You graduated. Your health was restored or you have great health now. After going through a pandemic. And these are some things to be celebrated. And I want to talk about one portion for people who are like, well, yeah, 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 Marilyn, that sounds, that sounds all whatever, you know, that sounds all good and great and whatever, but I've been praying, I've been trying, I've been going to my therapist and I don't see things happening right away. Or what have you been praying and your anxiety still hasn't gone away? It's been a good two days or it's been a good two weeks and you still don't see anything happening. Honestly, some of us have been so conditioned to think this way for years. We're so used to thinking anxious thoughts as soon as something comes up that our brain is automatically used to it. Can anybody relate? Like sometimes you have been in a downward spiral so long that your body, your brain, your mind, you're so conditioned to thinking one way. And it's been like this for years. And sometimes this can be through past trauma. This could be through your upbringing, whatever it may be. It, it could be for a number of reasons. But honestly, it could happen overnight. Maybe, maybe you could pray about it. Maybe you can set your mind on things above. Maybe you can pour out your heart to God and things could happen in an instant. But for some of us, people like me, I want to let you know to, to give yourself some grace. Give your brain some grace. <laughs> 
Because if you're so used to being anxious, it may take a few moments. It, it really may take a few moments, a few days, a couple weeks, more than that. It could take moments for your brain to be trained to think on peace. It could really take a few moments to retrain your brain to think on peace. To revert to things that are noble. I remember reading this book called Brain Rules. And brain in Brain Rules, it talked about how your brain rewires itself. And when I was Googling, I seen that your brain is constantly rewiring. And it could take at the least three to four weeks for your brain to rewire itself. So which means that if you have spent all of your life or most of your life constantly going to thoughts of anxiety or constantly going to thoughts of worry whenever a problem presents itself, that is what your brain is wired to do. So it's going to take some time. And it may take some time for your brain to rewire itself that whenever a problem or situation comes in, to no longer think anxiety or no longer think anxious thoughts, but to set your mind on things that are good, but to set your mind onto things that God has provided you with in the past to help relieve you of those anxious thoughts, to help relieve you of that worry and to help usher in peace for you. So don't give up if you pray it one time or a couple times and you don't see a change. And also remember that sometimes it's going to take persistence for things to happen. And sometimes like good old science, (laughs) your brain needs a chance to rewire itself if it's so used to to thinking one way. It's now going to have to rewire itself to thinking the opposite of anxious. It's going to have to start reminding itself to focus on peace, to focus on casting your cares on God, to focus on pouring your heart out to God and saying, God, I trust you. I shouldn't be anxious for anything because you provided for me before. I've gotten this far. (laughs) And even in my moment, y'all, I could tell you that there is a war inside of you because a part of you doesn't want to let go of anxiety. Like, be honest, a part of us does not want to let go of anxiety. Because for some of us, we're so used to being in control. We're so used to being in control that it's hard giving up control because you don't really know what the outcome is. But I had to keep telling myself that it's going to work because there has not, and I mean never been a time that I've lived where it hasn't worked out. It may not have worked out how I expected it to work out, but it did work out in a way that was better than what I could have even imagined. And to be honest, the real, real, none of us truly know the outcome of everything, even if you plan it to a T. Even if you put on paper, I plan on going to this school, I plan on marrying this person, I plan on buying this house, buying this car. And if you have all your plans to a T and you have the timeline you want to reach it at, 
And sometimes those may not even go as planned, even if you think you can control it. But here's the thing about anxiety. Anxiety really does cloud your mind with worry. So much worry to the point where you can't even think straight. To the point where you can't even sleep peacefully. And anxiety does take away the time it takes to think logically. And it does take away the energy or the time you could be feeling with peace instead of anxiousness. So, just a little recap. Anxiety is the feeling. It's that feeling of worry. It's that feeling of nervousness. It's that feeling of being uneasy about something with an uncertain outcome. But here's the thing. You don't have to feel anxious. You have someone that you can pour your anxiety out to. And with prayer and petition, letting your requests be known to God, and I mean specific, and saying, God, I need this to move. I'm anxious about this. And then the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your mind in Christ Jesus. And so I just want to say, and before I end it, I want to say it one more time, that it may not be something that is happens immediately, but be persistent. Because it takes your brain a while to rewire itself to thinking on peace and not anxiousness anymore. And keep repeating it. Something I had to keep repeating even when those anxious thoughts would come up. I had to, it's like I had to beat them into my head. It is going to work out because there's never been a time where it hasn't. It is going to work out. It is going to work out. Even in moments where you are fighting against you to get this thing into your head and fully believe it, I've struggled with it too. And I've had to keep telling myself over and over again until that voice was silenced. I had to keep going and saying, it is going to work out. 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 So fix your minds on things that are noble. Fix your minds on thoughts that are pure, that are lovely whatever is admirable, and make sure you fix your mind on things that are above which where your problems are. Because while we're spending so much time thinking about the negative, we could really be supplementing that with positive thoughts to help shift our mind and sh- help shift our mindsets from the negativity. So now we're finally able to see great come out from whatever it is that we've been worrying about. So I just want to leave you guys with that. Be anxious for nothing. <laughs> and it's always easier said than done. Believe me, because I've, I've struggled with it last week. But it's possible. It's possible. So I just want to say thank you guys so much. I love you all. 
And before we close, if you are someone and you want to donate to Mad Scientists and help us build this thing to help underrepresented minorities in STEM know that they are graced to dominate STEM and provide them with resources, you can donate to our GoFundMe. It will be in the show notes, so you can click the link and give however much you want. No donation is too small. Everything is appreciated. So I love you guys. Remember, we are great to dominate stem. Get it, get it. I pray that you get it, even if I can't get it with you. I pray to God you never let the little things in life distract you from the bigger picture. Everybody in the city to me like a distant cousin, brother, little sister. I see myself in the young ones when I look in their eyes, it feel like a mirror. Carly on all on my own. Cardi